What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Gear 30 on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. This week, we are talking with Pete Wagner, the founder of Wagner Custom Skis, where they build everything out of Telluride, Colorado, right next to the ski area there. Now, there are three new things happening at Wagner Skis, so we caught up with Pete to talk about them all, including their new factory skis, or summit skis, which are actually a direct result of our first blister summit held this past February. Now, Pete is going to also be at our next blister summit, which is this coming February, and you should be there too. So we'll include a link in the show notes of this episode for more info on the Blister Summit, or you can always just go to the navigation bar of our website for more information, including more brands that will be at the summit. And we just added another one that I think a lot of you will be interested in. So check that out. Now, this week's episode of Gear 30 is presented by Avocado, makers of avocado mattresses and bed frames and a whole lot more. Now, as you all know, I am really trying hard to get better at this whole sleep thing. Since I started Blister over a decade ago, I probably have earned a grade of like a D or D minus, I don't know, maybe an F when it comes to sleep. So this summer... I have undertaken what I am calling Jonathan's sleep experiment, and I swear to you, I am really trying hard to get my sleep grade up to like, I don't know, maybe like a B or B plus, maybe an A minus, if we can dare to dream, right? So what we're going to be doing here, I am going to be publishing on the site some of the things that I've been reading and some of the stuff I've been doing to try to get more sleep and higher quality sleep. And so one of the things I did this summer was do a ton of research. I did a research deep dive to try to find the highest rated mattresses in the world. Now, I don't know if you have done this, but what I found is that first, there are a ton of mattresses out there. And frankly, there are a lot of very fake looking awards for mattresses out there. We've seen some of this in the ski industry too. So, you know, not not new or unique to the mattress industry. So for the first time in my life, I actually purchased a subscription to Consumer Reports and I sifted through all of their ratings and spent hours on the site reading everything I could. And in fact, just to be sure that I am being accurate here, I just checked Consumer Reports again, like two minutes ago. And Avocado's Green Mattress, which is the one I've been sleeping on for over a month now, this is the highest rated mattress of any mattress category of all the mattresses that Consumer Reports tests. This is their number one overall rated mattress. Now, of course, getting the right mattress is only one piece of the sleep equation, so Again, stay tuned for my write-up on the website for all the other stuff that I'm currently experimenting with, and I look forward to hopefully getting some good tips and tricks from you out there who are probably better at the sleep thing than I am. Just don't tell me to quit coffee entirely, because then I'll know that you're just like an evil, terrible monster. So don't tell me to just quit the coffee altogether. Anyway, 
We are really proud to be partnering with Avocado and we will be telling you more about what they do as a company that actually makes us really proud. But if you'd like to begin to find out more for yourself, go to avocadomattress.com and I would suggest that you start looking at what they are doing in terms of sustainability. It's quite impressive. And speaking of sustainability, let's now talk to Pete Wagner, where you'll hear about one really interesting thing that they are doing at Wagner Custom Skis to make terrific use of local resources. And so with that, here we go. Well, Pete Wagner, how are you today and where are you today? Hey, Jonathan, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm in... Telluride, Colorado at the Wagner Ski Factory. At the Wagner Ski Factory. You have a very interesting like shirt behind you. Uh, I realize our listeners can't see it, but it's very kind of color blocky. What, what's happening with this shirt in the background? It's on display. Like it's on a, it looks like it's in a display case. Yeah. So we do uh, artist series skis. We collaborate with with different artists and this is a set of skis some artwork that this uh artist did for us and uh we have ski graphics as well as matching uh sweatshirts with them so actually the i'm not sure what came first i think the sweatshirts (laughs) came first and then and then we made the skis but yeah it was just part of an artist collaboration that we did okay last year Okay, so we can have the matching sweatshirt and ski graphic combo. Absolutely. Whatever you want. You want a ski jacket, <laughs> ski pants. Everything should be coordinated. That's your style, right? <laughs> exactly. Now that you're into synchro skiing. <laughs> right. Yeah, wow. This conversation has <laughs> gone off to quite the start. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm super matchy matchy out there. That's my as that's, you should be. That's my style. Um, it, that's actually how you hire people too, right? Based on how, how matchy they are during the interviews. Yeah, if they're not super matchy matchy, I'm just like you're out. Yeah, maybe not quite, but we might. Maybe that'll be a new hiring practice of ours. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, man, we've got some catching up to do. You have several new things going on. One of those things, I guess I had a little bit of a hand in, so I feel like I'm a absolutely I'm like a proud uncle or something. We should sort of talk a little bit about this and, and maybe tell the origin story because it's kind of interesting, I suppose. So let's start with what I guess are being called the Wagner factory skis. So available now, we have a new lineup of of what I I guess would be best described as a semi-custom offering. And those are the factory skis. Wagner Custom, we're really about taking people through a fitting system and designing them a unique set of skis based on length, width, side cut, tip and tail shape, camber, rocker, the materials, calibrate the stiffness and flex based on the person's size. They choose the graphics. It's a lot of variables. It seems complicated because we make a completely unique Ski every time, but it's super simple because we guide you through the process and we figure it out. The factory skis are more of like a semi-custom option, and they're all based on uh, Blister Summit and what we showed up with there. And so we have these models in different lengths. You can choose one of those. You choose your graphic. You can 
choose your flex pattern. We've got some material upgrades and it's at a lower price point. It only takes about a week for us to build them. And yeah, it's totally new for us. Let's talk a little bit about the origin story here. I, I, I don't remember the exact date, but when I called you up, which I imagine was roughly a year ago, yeah, and was like, hey, we're doing this new thing called the Blister Summit, and you should be a part of it. And I was kind of explaining to you what it was going to be, and it was kind of like breaking your brain at the time because you just kept saying, like, we just make fully customs, like we only make one of ones. Mm-hmm. And um, that makes it difficult to review something, right? <laughs> this is this has actually been kind of an ongoing conversation. That part of it has been an ongoing conversation that we've had for actually years. You yeah. know, because you're like, oh, I can't really have you review our skis because we always just build a true one of one ski. That's yeah. how you do things. And so, why don't you, you want to try to take over the story as as we recollect this conversation? Well, my memory is that you said, well, think of this, think of it like I'm having a party and you're a chef and we're inviting you to bring a few dishes to this party. Like your take on, I don't know, a pasta primavera, if that's like a dish that people make or something, Um, you know, or your take on a, I don't know, a potato salad, right? And it's like, what is your... What is your particular take or spin on that? And so apparently this this vision that that my cooking, my chef analogy worked because this is what you ended up doing, right? I mean, you you constru- we talked a bit about what conditions at Crested Butte might look like end of February. You were asking quite a bit of questions about that. And then I'll let you try, kind of take over again, but in the in the telling here. I think that it was more like December or I I don't know. At some point we circled back. It may have Mm. even been January because summit was in February and I said, okay, let's do this. And the dishes that, (laughs) you know, I decided to go for were uh, a dedicated touring setup, Mm -hmm. um, more of like an inbounds sort of off-piste, Crudbuster charger, an inbounds all mountain type design, and then a 50-50 ski. So we basically just decided on I can put together four for you. Four dishes. For this four dishes. Yeah. And uh and so that's what we put together. And those turned into what we have are now calling or decided to call then, which weren't the most creative names, the um uh, the Summit 105, that's a dedicated touring ski. The Summit 106, that's a 50-50 ski, and these are waist widths. Uh, the Summit 107, so that's 107 millimeter waist, inbounds, variable snow, off-piece charger, and then the Summit 97, which is just kind of like an all-mountain inbound ski. Yep, yep. Yeah, and so it's kind of funny to have gone from those original conversations where you're just like you it was hilarious actually to me because you were like we i don't know what you want us to do like how do we show up because this is so against the kind of model that you've operated on for 
the the entire history of Wagner custom skis. So look at you all grown up introducing to the world today these factory skis of yours. You know, it's it 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 takes a village <laughs> to raise a ski company, I guess. So th- thanks for your help. <laughs> well, and the other cool thing is, I mean, these skis were really well received that the, your dishes were well received at the party. Good on you. And so I guess I'll ask with some of the feedback that you got from attendees, did you end up doing any tweaking of those four models or are you kind of, this is, this is what you're going with. And maybe you can say a little bit more about these factory skis, like what people can do. I mean, they can, they can technically go order exactly the, can, the skis that we were all on at the summit, correct? That's right. Yeah. So that would be, you can now go to wagnerskis.com, go to factory skis. You'll be able to identify these uh, summit models. And then within that, you'll be able to choose a graphic for it. You can buy the, the standard flex pattern that is going to be in the standard package is going to be what we showed up at, at the summit. So people can also do some uh, upgrades. We've got a, uh, we call it the flow bundle. It's a race base and uh, aramid reinforced bases, sidewalls and edges. So it makes it kind of faster and more durable. And you can also do things like uh, just the flex pattern. You could get a more forgiving softer flex or a stiffer flex if you prefer something like that. So, but yeah, the summit models as we showed up with, we did not modify. You can check out your guys' reviews. Yeah, it's something totally new for us. Hmm. Really excited about it. Hmm. Yeah, and I just, the kind of ongoing conversation that I'd had with you was, I totally understand the one of one thing. And I think in a lot of ways, you guys do one of one more than it's like more one of one than some of the other companies out there. I have argued that there would be room to kind of offer that, like, here's the chef's signature dish just to give people a bit of a start point you know, to get a sense of like, all right, I'm kind of getting a little bit of a sense of, if not the like Wagner feel, since you sort of pride yourself on there kind of isn't such a thing because you're talking one-on-one with an individual customer, but it's like, well, okay, here is the Wagner take on a kind of a sort of stock or factory all mountain charger or 50-50 ski or whatever. And those things now exist. And I think for a lot of people, I mean, we've heard this feedback, you know, over the last decade from people before they maybe jump into a full one of one. Let, let me check something out. Let me get a baseline. So I'll, I'll be very curious to see how this goes for you. If in fact, the feedback you get is like, yeah, this has been a cool addition to your other full custom offerings. I think that it's a great fit. It's, it's, it, it definitely gives people a good entry point if that's what they're more comfortable with. It's actually really good too if someone just has a trip coming up or you just need a pair of skis right away because we can put these together and in, it takes us about a week to create these rather than three weeks which for our full custom. So, you know, if, if you know you're, if you got a trip to Jackson or something coming up and you're ready for a new pair of skis, it's a great way to dip your toes in, get get a great pair of skis, and, and we can do it really quickly as well. Hmm. I want to talk about the Summit 106 
in particular. This is kind of funny. And I think when we recorded this brand lineup video from the Blister Summit, I think we talked about this a bit. This ski has just really resonated with several of us at Blister. And in fact, I was talking to Kristen Sinnott yesterday and I told her that you and I were going to be talking and she was gushing about this Summit 106. In fact, she told me, she was like, I almost sent you a text from the Blister Summit while she was skiing the Summit 106. She's like, I almost texted you and was like, I'm done reviewing skis now. So, I knew that what I thought about this ski and what Luke Kappa thought, I had not heard this from Kristen. So here's my little bit of advice that people can take or leave if they wish. Of the four models, I would say I think I can make the case why somebody would want to modify, make certain modifications to the Summit 107. The Summit 105, the touring ski, very good ski, but if somebody wanted to be going a little bit lighter or playing with dimensions a bit, okay, I can see that. I kind of think if there was one of the skis of the four that you were just going to not touch, I would argue that would be the Summit 106. Thoughts? It's a really versatile ski. It's a, a 106 millimeter waist width. It's an Aspen core with carbon fiber torsion box construction. That basically means it's light, feels light on your feet and nimble, but it's torsionally stiff, so it's good in variable snow, holds an edge well, it's speed. With the 106 waist, I find that to be really versatile. I think it's a great travel ski, mm-hmm. you know? Like you can, you want a one ski kind of quiver, maybe you're doing some side country or short ski touring, you know, it pairs really well with an AT binding, also charges with an Alpine binding. So I, I'm with you. I like that. I like that ski a lot Mm -hmm. from a versatility standpoint it's it's really fun you know we sometimes like the 107 the 107 which you've already kind of said like that is more of a charger that is more for somebody that's like i'm pretty interested in like getting after it and really just like let's attack the mountain you know i've got good technique you don't have to be an expert i would say to ski it But the more advanced your technique is, I think the more rewarding that Summit 107 will be. That 106 just sort of, I'd say, disappears in the best way. It is light and it's quick, but it doesn't feel like twitchy or unstable. And like, yeah, I personally, given as people tend to know, like I'm pretty comfortable skiing on a or touring on a bit of a heavier ski. I could happily put a shift binding on that thing. But I I never did tour on it. I only skied it inbounds at Crested Butte. And to go ski the full range of Crested Butte terrain on this quote-unquote 50-50 ski with an Alpine binding, there was no point where I was like, this thing can't hold up to technical hard skiing in a place kind of known for its technical hard skiing. So I don't know what to tell you, people. Um, but yeah, like I think, as you say, as a travel ski, like personally, yeah, like if it held up to inbound skiing at CB and it's light enough that I would tour on it, that kind of ticks all the boxes for me personally. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that uh, size and shape and and, and build mm-hmm. as well. Really versatile. The 107, it's got two sheets of metal. It's really something where if you like... If you like a ski that does well, just 
as a crud buster and uh, chop Sierra cement, you know, wet, more maritime snowpack. You need something that just won't get deflected and, you know, really can power and slice through. Um, and has kind of that Cadillac smooth, stable ride. Yep. You know, the 107s is a great option for that. Yeah, and the, to be uh, clear, and to be clear, yeah. will be a better option than the ski we were just talking about, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yep. and and I think like so. I I just want to try to make this clear. I think for especially strong skiers or heavier skiers, right? Maybe the type that tends to like to ski in a more or less a race boot or kind of a modified, you know, a recreational yeah. race boot. That's the kind of skier who I think will most appreciate, especially how powerful that Summit 107 is on edge. Yeah. Right? And that's a dynamic where like that that Summit 106 we were just talking about, it's a more chill overall experience. Can, Absolutely. Can hold up to harder skiing, but like it's kind of a more chill experience. But the Summit 107, if if you're skiing in that head Raptor boot or you're skiing in that mm-hmm. Atomic Club Sport, that's the sort who, you know, or the Lang RS, that's the sort who I think you might be, I might personally be pushing you more toward that Summit 107. I would agree with that. Okay. And then the Summit 97, again, I started all this kind of maybe in a weird way where just was, I was sort of trying to say something about where the summit 106 i might just leave alone what i think is interesting about the summit 97 is you can bring that ski up like make it more aggressive or chill it out you know like if you kind of want that 97 to have a bit more of that summit 106 feel you could do that if you want to ratchet that thing up to be a pretty aggressive ski maybe more in the mold of that summit 107 you can do that so i i hope i hope i'm actually saying something helpful here i mean i you know i feel like i always do right pete but pete's just like I mean, staring at m- most of most of the time you do <laughs> so, uh, ab- absolutely you know the having a starting point and uh ha- you've got you've got the reviews up on these it really just sets a foundation where you know, you can build off of these, you know, different platforms that we've built and, um, and it, and it simplifies things. So I think that's, I think that's really fair. Let's say a word further about just the normal custom process. You and I were talking a little bit about this, like, okay, so we've got these four platforms, but if we are back into just the one of one world, talk a bit about where you guys are currently in terms of what you can offer or do. Sure. So really our bread and butter is, is designing skis for individuals. And it's really about the fit. That's what we pride ourselves on in our, our process, our skier DNA fitting process. It, it involves an interview that you do, a phone call with one of our ski designers. We'll guide you through the process. And it's actually super easy because we curate the product for you. And the ski that we design for you, our custom skis, are optimized based on the length, width, tip and tail shape, camber, rocker, uh, materials. We have over a thousand combination of materials that we can put together. We calibrate the stiffness and flex pattern based on your size and your skier preferences. And then you choose the graphic. You know, the benefit of that really is that 
That's a ski that's optimized for you to totally fit you. The benefits of that are it generally just makes everything easier and more fun because the ski has a bigger sweet spot. They tend to be ver more versatile. And that's uh, a process that we, we like to think it's a, a smart way to get skis because you just work with an expert designer and we we guide you through the process and and figure it out regardless of where you live and get everything dialed in for you. It takes some time. you know. It takes us about three weeks to put that together. But it's uh, that's the foundation of our business. You know, we've been doing it that way for the last uh, it'll be 16 years huh. this year. Uh, you know, every year we build thousands of unique ski designs through that process, and it's all fully guaranteed. Sometimes people don't like their skis, and we'll just give you your money back or make you a new set if that's the case. We're, we love doing it that way. You know, some people say, well, "Why would you buy a ski that you know hasn't been made before?" and we do it that way because we can and we're good at it. And, uh, you know, those, the blister, uh, summit skis, we had never skied them and we huh. brought them to your test to review. So huh. I think that that's a pretty good example of just, uh, our confidence in that process, but it, it, it is different and it's, uh, it involves us mate. Yeah. Changing everything up every time. And, uh, we love doing it that way because we think that's the best way to get the, the, the best fit for someone. Hmm. I always ask you this question and you probably get tired of it, but given everything you've just said, where you're making thousands of one of one skis, yeah, I always feel like it's an interesting way to kind of gauge the temperature of, you know, where we can either generalize it out to say like kind of where what people seem to be interested in right now, or maybe we have to narrow it to like, well, what Wagner customers are into right now, but are you seeing anything like what's trending? Um, anything looking different than maybe the last time I asked you this question, which was probably only uh, back in February of this year. Um, is it, you know, heavy, heavy on the 50, 50 or is inbounds kind of skewing heavier than it was a year ago. What, what are you seeing? You know, last year at this time, we were seeing a ton of dedicated touring stuff because people didn't even know if the ski resorts were going to open. So we're seeing less of that. We're seeing, you know, and I guess sort of following that trend, we're seeing less, uh, less people counting grams mm -hmm. on their skis. You know, I think we're, I think we're shifting away from, uh, lighter skis are better, you know, like I, I think that it's, um, a lot of people are recognizing like, Hey, skiing's a gravity sport and having some mass actually allows the ski to do more work. And so there's less, uh, yeah, there's less, uh, focus on, you know, how light we can make the skis, um, and more on, yeah, you know, using the right materials that are often, you know, might have more mass to them. I think there's maybe a couple of things that we're seeing right now, you know, just over the last few months. Tell me about avalanche cores. So in 2019, uh, February of 2019 in the San Juan mountains where we're located, our, we're in Telluride and the San Juans are our surrounding uh, mountains. We had, and I, I, I don't know if this affected Crested Butte the same way, but what happened down here was we had these huge storm, storm cycles in late February that created gigantic avalanches, hundred year slides this, this, that 
we're taking out the sides of our traditional slide paths, meaning they're knocking down these really big aspen trees on the sides. And the avalanches were generating so much force, they were getting to the valley floor and then going up the other side and taking out stands of aspens on the other side of the valleys. And Red Mountain Pass was forced to close for several weeks because it wasn't just snow that came down and crossed the highway. It was snow that was 40, 50 feet tall, full of trees. And so they, they couldn't just plow it out. They had to go in and excavate and chainsaw, and it took them weeks to finally get that all flushed out. So this summer, we went out into some of those 100-year slides and harvested the big aspen trees that were taken out from that and pulled them out, brought them to our friend's kiln in Montrose, Colorado, dried them out, and then brought them to one of our other friends who then uh, sliced them up, laminated them, and made them into our ski cores. So in part of the factory skis, the 107s and the uh, and the 106, those skis are actually this year being made from the Avalanche Aspen ski cores. Wow. So it's all locally harvested. This would have just been wood just sitting out in the national forests. And we, we think it's a pretty cool thing to use that material to create more skis. Yeah, it's very cool. Are there any new or different challenges to going and using lumber that <laughs> was created that you found through a massive avalanche? Like what's, what made this process different, or maybe it's not all that different from your normal construction processes? Well, you know, we've been, we've been using Aspen as our ski cores for many years. Cause it, it's a good, surprisingly to me, good material for ski cores because it's a low density wood. So it's light, but it's got a short grain structure and that gives the skis a good damp feel. So it's a good suspension for the center of your ski. Really the difference is just that it, it took some creativity from a friend of mine, Sandy East, who said, you know, we can go out, you know, there's all of this, there's this resource out yeah. here in our backyard. And it's not like we're saving the world by making some of these skis out of this material, but it's just one step closer to being more sustainable and using locally sourced materials and uh, it was a good collaboration with some of our friends and some people in our community. And, um, you know, it goes hand in hand. Our, our factory is solar powered. I, I'm a mechanical engineer. I've always focused on energy as how we can be more sustainable. So we've always focused on how we can conserve things. How do we conserve energy? How do we conserve materials that we use? And then how do we recycle and minimize our waste streams? So from sort of a nerdy engineering perspective, we've always focused on making very durable products that will stand the test of time. And this is just another way to add to that sustainability kit, locally sourced uh, lumber that, that works really well. And, you know, it's just a piggybacked off of a, a you know, 100-year avalanche cycle that happened here. Yeah. By the way, what's your current practice in terms of people being able to kind of come by and see your factory? Is this a thing you're doing or should I not be saying this right now? Because it's, oh, yeah. it's such a cool spot. 
And I'm like, if somebody's going to Telluride or looking for a reason to go to Telluride, like it's, it's the most unique factory, at least I've ever seen. And I think like, again, sorry if this means a bunch of people are going to be knocking on your door and not letting you actually build skis. But like, if people can check it out, they should definitely check it out. What, what are you currently doing on this front? Yeah. So our factory is right at the base of uh, chair four in Telluride and it's set up so that people can watch us building the skis and we've got a showroom and, and we do organized factory tours. So if you're in Telluride, come in and, and stop in and see us. And uh, we run, yeah, we run organized factory tours and we love sh- sharing what we do. And you can come in and, you know, f- anytime and, and uh, check out what we've got in our, going on in our showroom and, and, you know, find out what's new. And uh, we love sharing our craft with people. We think that, you know, ski building is, uh, is something that, uh, that, that deserves to be in the spotlight. And uh, it's something we're really proud of. And it's the way we share our passion for the mountains with people around the world. So people should absolutely come by and, and see what we're doing. And, and uh, yeah, we can make special arrangements for, for tours and whatnot as well. Cool. By the way, one last thing on the Avalanche core topic. Yeah. You guys have a video right? Yeah. That kind of shows some of this. We'll put a link Great. in the show notes to this episode. We'll have it up on our website and they'll be able to, I trust to be able to see it on the Wagner Wagner website. Yeah. We'll put it up on the Wagner website. If you go to our journal, uh, you'll, you'll see it up there as well. Cool. Okay. We have a final new thing that we kind of wanted to talk about. You've got a collab, a new collab. Tell us what's going on here. So Starting last week, we now have the collection of ski trail maps by James Nehues available as graphics for Wagner Custom Skis. Right now, we've, we just did the initial launch with uh, Jackson Hole, Whistler Blackham, Alta Snowbird, Telluride Snowmass. But we, if people want their favorite Nihu's trail map as their ski art, that is now something that uh, we can offer. Have you checked? Have you checked any of them out? I have. Yeah, it's really amazing how well those translate into ski graphics. Like I'm super stoked. Like the Alta Snowbird one yeah. is really really cool. And uh, you know some of the interesting things about uh, Jim put out his. You know, he's basically been doing this for decades, yeah. painting all of these maps. You know, as of last year, they they put out this book where Jason Blevins did all the writing and it became this sensation. And yeah. it's such a beautiful thing. If, you know, if, if those who are not aware should definitely check out that book because it's it's such a great thing for skiers and such a great gift. And then we feel really honored that we're now able to offer that artwork as ski graphics. It really translates beautiful. And so we're super excited about that. That's another thing you can check out on the Wagner Skis website. Yep. How did that come to be? I'm trying to connect the dots. And I mean, you know, Jason Blevins well. He is the host of the Wagner podcast. And was it, did Jason kind of connect you and James or how did that go? 
You know, that's that's an interesting point, but it's that's not actually that as far as I know, he was not involved in this. So uh, Jason Blevins, he's the host of our Next Level Skiing podcast, which uh, we're getting ready to launch the next season on that. Um, you guys should check out the episode in which we interview Jonathan Ellsworth. Mm. That's one of my favorite episodes. Oh, come but on. Ex- but what, hap- what happened with the this collaboration is we actually just got a call from like the Nihu's people. Um, this really great guy, Todd Bennett, reached out and said, we're big fans of your skis and we see that you do these artist series and would you be interested in this artwork? We said, absolutely. And... And, uh, you know, had a few conversations around it. I actually haven't even had a conversations with Blevins about it. Huh. I keep forgetting to talk to him about it. <laughs> I know he knows about it, but so I don't know if he was involved, but as far as I know, you know, they, it, it wasn't necessarily him that made the introduction. Got it. Well, it's a cool thing that's happening. And yeah, you, you already said, well, I mean, James's book is a work of art for sure. We keep it on the coffee table in blister HQ and um, yeah, huge fans of what he's done and, and to see kind of this sort of a life's work. I mean, this massive project that he's been working on for years to see that now as an option on, on skis. I approve. What's your, what's your uh, trail map graphic? <laughs> well, I'd have or top three, top three, maybe, or do you just have one? I'd have to go, I'd have to go with the CB, with the CB trail map. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate that every single day I just kind of stare at the butte all day. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would, that would have to be mine. Um, for top three, that's a harder call. Cause I think in some ways I would be inclined to go with a place that I haven't skied before. Right. It would be kind of like the reminder, like I need to get there. <laughs> right. So I don't know. You could reference it on your first trip there. Yeah, that's like, right. I do like that'd be my trail map. <laughs> so like, for example, what comes to mind, like I'd be kind of inclined to do like Sugarloaf, a place I've never skied, but would love to ski someday. Interesting. Does Well, d- that is available. Okay. We do have that option. Okay. And, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Like, I think, uh, it's interesting that you would choose something. If I had to choose the one that I have never done, and I think this is cool that he has a map of this, I do Tuckerman Ravine. There you go. Yeah. I might be too afraid of Tuckers to like, you know, I just, all I've seen mostly is just the carnage videos (laughs) and I'm, yeah. So all the East coasters can be bummed on me right now, but, um, I don't know if I'll ever ski Tuckers. But if they keep only ever showing like all the ragdolling, I've done enough kind of ragdolling in my day. You know, I, I think the hardware in my neck, my surgeon might not be like. How, how is your neck? It's great. Yeah. I, it doesn't, I don't have as much range of motion as I used to, but whatever. It's fine. Do you, do you, do you ever feel, you feel it when you're skiing? No, it pops a lot. I'll be like in the middle of a conversation and there's this loud like cracking noise <laughs> and I have to stop and the whoever I'm talking with is like, is it lightning outside or is like, no, that's just my neck now. But no, it's all good. 
do you do you feel like you have a better sense of predicting snowstorms with that hardware? <laughs> Can you does it barometric pressure affected? Is it giving you insights? I, no insights. I don't feel like okay. the hardware's made me any wiser. But um, the the good thing about the hardware is technically my neck is now stronger than it's like reinforced. So, so, so basically it's like having built in gear to do Tuckerman's. So you're actually think of it that way. That would be the proper way to think about it. What would your, tell me your, what would your top three be for, for graphics? Well, much like you, I've got to go with my home mountain Telluride because that's, you know, that this is my, that's my place. You know, I, one of my favorite places is uh, Mad River Glen. Hmm. I just thought that skiing that when I was younger had such a great experience. So that's got a special place for me. And then um, outside of that, I think it would be Squaw, the resort formerly known as Squaw Valley, which is now called Palisades. Palisades. Yeah. And that also has special meaning for me. That was uh place that I've had some of the best days of my life skiing and hanging out with friends. So I, I think that would be my top three. Okay. So pretty fun, pretty special way to, you know, look at, at uh, Mr. Nehues's body of of art and uh, you know, honor honor him and in, in skiing and yeah, we're really excited about that collaboration. So I I highly recommend checking out our site and just looking at how some of these things lay out. It's it's re- it's been really fun for us. So um, we only we launched it with just a handful. If people have special requests, we've got access to to about a hundred different maps, and so we'll just keep adding to it as as requests come in. So. It's definitely worth checking out. That's very cool. I want to let you get going, but before I do, tell me where you guys are in terms of the building season. I mean, we're talking it's October 26th. Is this go time? Is this calm before the storm? Are you already in it? What's happening at Wagner today? It's it's full on right now. Once we get into October and starting to see snow on peaks and cold weather our our business is uh it's it's firing at all cylinders so and it'll go that way until through april so with us you know making custom skis and the season and not building stuff until the orders come in we are busiest uh, october through april and right now it is on i think just having a bunch of early season mm-hmm. storms and atmospheric rivers hitting California and, you know, people are, people are, uh, excited and we're really hoping that we have good snow this year. Certainly the West can use the snow and the moisture. And so, you know, hope, hoping for the best year, but we're, it seems like we're off to a really good start. And it's literally snowing right now as we're talking here in Crested Butte. It's been snowing on and off all day, but like literally looking out the window as, as we speak, we're getting some here. So yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. Game on, on, man. Last question. So you guys are going to be at this next blister summit. Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you running back? Are you bringing back the same dishes as the, for the first summit? Are you switching this up? Have you not thought about this yet? I could see you going, you've got some options here, I think. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, we, we haven't made any decisions. So um, would love to, to get feedback. If anybody has suggestions on what they'd like to see, Ooh. if there's any requests, we'll, 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 put, we'll put together a new menu for this year. <laughs> well, it was super fun having you a part of it last year. We're psyched to run it back for, for year number two with the summit. And it's already kind of, I mean, we know that, you know, new people will be coming out to this thing that we're going to, some people get to meet for the first time in person. That's such a fun part of this now already heading into year two. And it means that I'm going to at least be able to get to see you again at this thing. If not sooner, I know we were trying to like, do this conversation in person and then both of our schedules kind of got away from us. So at least we'll have the summit and then we'll look for the summit. We'll look for other excuses. I highly recommend the summit. It's to anybody who's, who's interested. What I found last year is it was really just about the people, you know, Mm -hmm. it was such a great collection of people. And, um, we had good ski conditions. We it was interesting topics. I I'm really excited about this coming year. And uh, if anybody's thinking about around the fence, go for it. Pull the trigger. Get you know bring a friend and mm. and uh, it's a great time to go to Crested Butte. And hey, here's your excuse for going to Crested Butte <laughs> this year, right? <laughs> what else do you need? What else do you need? Well, hey, man. Appreciate the time, and it's cool to catch up on the new stuff you guys are doing. Mostly, I'm going to let you get back to work and keep building skis since we, uh, as you've just said, we're in the we're in the heart of your busy season, so we'll let you get back to it, but thanks for taking the time. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much, and look forward to seeing you soon. Maybe I can talk you to coming over, and I'll show you what's new at the factory. Okay. And, and that invitation extends to basically everybody. So come, <laughs> come see us. Me and everyone listening has, yeah, has... Why don't you bring a friend, John. Bring a friend. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks. Cheers. All right. It is time to talk about what we are celebrating this week. And honestly, there are a ton of things worth celebrating this week, but I want to single out the fact that Kara Williard, now you have heard Kara on various Gear 30 podcasts in the past. Uh, Kara has been working with Blister for years now, but Kara is coming on in a bigger way. And we are all really, really excited about this. Everybody loves Kara. She has a 100% universal approval rating. And a couple days ago, she and I sat down, talked about how we're going to be expanding her role here at Blister. We're really excited. And so to celebrate this expanded, you know, partnership with Kara, we poured some 15-year-old whistle pig. Of course we did. We raised a glass together and just toasted a, a bright future and our excitement to have Kara taken on a bigger role here at Blister. And so that is what we are celebrating this week. Kara Williard. And that then brings us to the end of this episode of Gear 30. If you are enjoying these conversations, then be sure to subscribe to Gear 30 and leave us that five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts because we are getting awfully close to 500 ratings on Apple Podcasts. And when that happens, then we have to not only go make this Telemark ski video, but a snowboard video too. So let's make that happen. And thank you to those of you who have already taken a moment to leave us a rating and write a review. 
We very much appreciate it. Now, I also want to say thanks to Pete for the conversation. Thanks to the strikingly handsome Justin Bob for producing this episode. And from all of us here in Gunnison and Crested Butte, please take good care of yourself and everybody else. And we will talk to you again on Monday over on our Blister podcast, where Cody Townsend and I will once again be reviewing the news. So catch you over there on Monday and have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.